3: in the afternoon, Sirius XM Channel 159, this is Moneyline. It's Donnie and Kevin here having some fun. And also, you know, the who's going to win the $810 million and what would you pay for it? But we do have some callers on the line because I got to tell you, it might be the hottest topic of the year. How are you ordering that slice of pizza when you go into your favorite shop here? 844-843-6879. And I believe we have Redtail on the line here today. chiming in on a Tuesday. Come on in.
4: How's it going, guys? Hey, what hey what's tail? good, man? Real, real quick, uh, last time I called out the recipe, I think Moose made fun of me. I, uh-huh. I, I, I love Moose because I'm a, I'm a Browns fan, too. But, yeah, you, yeah. You, again, you have to try the pressed Cuban hamburger. You've got to do it with a big green egg grill. That's, that's it. I've got one more hamburger recipe for you. This one's kind of crazy. Yes, please. Dude, Go. You, you guys like eggs? Yes.
3: Now, the egg on the burger.
4: Go ahead. Explain this. Let's go. Breakfast burgers? Let's go. Awesome burger. Um, Bottom of the patty, you put a hash brown, burger on top of that, bacon, and then an egg on top of that. Wow. Delicious. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Moose will probably give the crap for that recipe too. But I, again, I love Moose. Hopefully, his uh, grandkid is doing good. Do you have a little boy or a little girl, grandkid? Oh, I don't got. It. I'm not sure. Gra- Grand yeah, for the first. Fr- yeah, while back. To he, Grandpa he,
3: Moose for the first time, right? Yeah, I wanted to ask him mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah, but, about, about a month ago. Next time he gets on, we're all family here. We're and
4: and family. The- hey, guys, I'm old. I'm 55. I'm, I'm coming to Brooklyn in late September. Oh, and KW, you'll be lost at this. Uh, why I'm coming? Big Apple, Pet Shop Boys, and New Order. What do you mm. What do you got going on? Pet Shop Boys and New Order.
3: Whoa, Pet Shop mean? Boys, KW. Come on, you know what the Pet Shop Boys West End girls. Ba <laughs> ba There you go. See that? Come
5: on. Well, all right, now, so you're coming to Brooklyn, right, which means you're going to have to get pizza. I now, mean, do they now? They do pizza out there in West Virginia? I mean, what's the deal?
4: <laughs> uh, best pizza I've had in West Virginia is a place called uh, La Robie's. It's a big O. It's got, like, uh, sliced ham, anchovies, pepperoni peppers, green oh, peppers, right banana peppers out. is, like, yeah. absolutely loaded. Yeah. Nah, anchovies. I mean, it weighs about 20 pounds when you get it. Oh. Absolutely. Um, Awesome pizza. So, 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 where do I get pizza in Brooklyn?
5: Spumoni Gardens probably would work out nicely. Okay. L&B Square, I think that'll uh, that'll treat you right. They got a roses there if you got to make that move there. There's Brooklyn's got great pizza. You, you probably can't go like Jersey. You can go wrong with pizza. Brooklyn you know pizza? what I mean? They got no. no idea what they're doing out here. In Brooklyn, you can't go wrong though. You can't go wrong.
4: I, I'll tell you what. I'll check in uh, about a week before I'm there just to. Get, get my mind straight on it. I'll um, get the list for you. Donnie. Donnie, you you yes. like ranch? Do you dip your pizza in ranch?
3: No. Come on. No. No. We're not doing. No, 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 no. Get I mean, Absolutely. I'm, I think Kevin actually brings out a knife and spreads it on his pizza with the ranch dressing. That's what I've heard in the past. But, no, I can't do that. That's all those Papa John's things, right, where Papa John's Ooh, gives you the Papa ranch. G? And you, and you, ha, 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 yeah. Now, do you do that? Do you do I, I, that, Redtail?
4: Dip it in? I, I Oh yeah, I, I, uh, actually, uh, Papa John's. I got pepperoni, see? mild banana peppers, and yeah. bacon. Dip it ranch is awesome, uh-huh. but uh, I, I, I love the anchovies, man. I like that salt stuff. So, yeah, I, I know Moose is gonna give me more crap over my new recipes. He's my favorite, like he's we'll probably give you
3: an anchovy <laughs> yep. recipe. Yeah,
4: nah, yeah. Can... At, at least we're Browns fans, man.
3: There
6: you, yeah, go. you
4: Guys, got to stick together. Hey, you go? you go to come to that Pet Shop Boys concert? I mean, now, <laughs> yes, I'll have to yes. check the concert. I'll have to check the schedule.
5: <laughs> I mean, you know, I got to see what day of the week it lands on.
3: Pet Shop Boys food talk here. Red Tail bringing it all on a Tuesday. See, that's what we like, though. It's a big family atmosphere with the callers around here. He gives, right. And I don't know where it turned into we give out food, but I love it. I, mean, I think it's fantastic yeah. at that point here. Yeah. So, I mean, it really gets – because at this time of the day – You know, you talk about the early bird special. Like, oh, look at these old people eating early. That's me now. Like, they're like three o'clock. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm surfing for dinner at this point now. So, all the chicken talk and you know, pizza talk, I can certainly get down with at that point. But the pet shop boys. Now, the one thing I do like is, he's coming to New York City to get a slice of pizza, Kevin. I mean, Big
5: Apple style, Brooklyn. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I can't stand. <laughs> yeah, it, man, I can't stand. I it. mean,
3: you you got the word on the street when you were like dipping around in your apartment, guys. like, Oh, yeah, you from uh, New York? Yeah, uh, yeah, Queens. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, huh. city. All exactly. the same to me. Like, yes, same like, thing. That's every, everybody outside of Queens has the same opinion, and we matter like, more than the people you, that live in Queens.
5: Yeah, yeah, no, I would clown tech. Do you think that people like in Sacramento? Like, oh, are you from L.A.? No, Sacktown. Ah, same thing, man. Enough's enough.
3: No, like, that's not even close, though. But yeah, but, you but like, so? see now, now Ben would pull one of those things like, where are you from? Uh, like, Calabasas? Like, no, you're from L.A., man. Stop the madness, you know. Like, you're not from Glendale. Like, you're from L.A. You're not from Inglewood, or you know. Hey, I moved down to Manhattan Beach. No, you're in L.A., man. Stop the madness. All the same yeah, thing. Same thing with New York. I, yeah, exactly. I live in Staten Island. You're from the big city, you're from the Big Apple. Stop it. And that's the only way it's going to be here. Yeah. The only
5: way. Man, Look at that. This update before the break. This kid, Shaman, says he's now purposely going to go get pizza and ask for cheese slices. He's a maniac.
3: <laughs> nah, just tell him, two cheese. Let me get a two cheese over here. Uh, coming up, boss. Come on back with us. This is Moneyline on
2: a Tuesday. Oh.
3: It's madness. Oh
1: 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
6: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
7: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar forty nine. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer.
6: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back
3: at it here on Moneyline Tuesday afternoon, Sports Grid Network, it's Donnie and Kevin. Some interesting news coming out here across the board. First, we'll start with the New York Yankees in the Subway Series tonight. Mets versus Yanks. Giancarlo Stanton, Achilles injury has been placed on the IL. So we'll see how long he stays out, if that's a week, two weeks, three weeks, or if it lingers. since I guess what you started to feel when the big boys with Judge and Stanton are healthy, that's a formidable lineup. But if we start to see some fractures in the foundation, that could change. But also NFL news, talking about injuries here. Seahawks star running back Chris Carson is retiring from the NFL due to a neck injury, sources say. Now, also below that Ian Rappaport tweet, looks like Seattle did him kindly. We'll release him with an injury-failed physical designation. And under the CBA, that allows Carson to receive millions in injury protection benefits. So he's down. But again, Seattle's got like 30 running backs, K-Dub. I don't think, you know, it's a shame that Carson has to go, but they've drafted 50 running backs over the past mm-hmm. two years to try to take the place of Chris Carson.
5: Yeah, it's a story more so about that it's sad to lose Chris Carson than a run to the window news kind of update because, you know, Seattle is a. They, they house enough running backs. Carson would have been the best running back there uh, if available, but definitely a, a sad thing there. If anything, if it were to have any level of impact towards the Seahawks as a team, I guess it just kind of lends itself more to the notion that this is a rebuilding group, Donnie?
6: I
3: mean, it's apparent there at this point. But that is, you know, I I don't know what to get out of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not expecting all that much here. We'll see if they make a move for a quarterback. So it's a perfect segue, Kevin, because Tom Pelissaro is reporting here. The 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan says he... John Lynch, who's the general manager, and Jimmy Garoppolo spoke this morning, and everyone and every and everyone is one. I spelled it wrong, so it's hard to read. Everyone is on the same page. We have moved on to Trey. Now hold on. Kev, you're trying to tell me that it's July twenty sixth. Everybody just shows up to camp and Jimmy's going in like, hey guys, I'm ready to start. Like You know, let's get on the same page here. Uh, Trey Lance is going to be our starter. Madness out there for the 49ers. But again, we get content for at least a few more days now of Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers.
5: So, But, but I am genuinely, San Francisco is talking about this in such a bizarre way. Maybe that is just the entire reason as to why I am confused. But, Donnie, them moving on to Trey Lance happened months ago. That is a complete non-story. So does that mean that they had a meeting because Jimmy said, let me compete for the job. They told him no. Garoppolo says, okay, fine. I'll be a backup if that's what it's going to be. Is it that they've told Garoppolo you're going to be off this football team one way or another? Like, I don't – what am I supposed to take away from that, Donnie? That's not really news to anybody that's been paying attention.
3: No, it's not. It's not any news at this point. And I, I don't know if they're like the saving grace. they I guess the 49ers think everybody, including the media and other teams, are this stupid where it's like, whoa, we better ante up if we really want Jimmy Garoppolo because they like him out there. They said right. they would have no problem bringing him back this year when we all said the same thing. They're not bringing him back. He's not good enough. You spent three drafts on one player with Trey Lance. He's your starting quarterback. There's no way he's coming back, and he's injured. But we were led to believe that there's so much market for this guy, and, boy, he's instrumental in the 49ers and we'd love to have him around. And every turn where you could have had a rebuttal, they get it there. Oh, well, we we met this morning, and, uh, you know, he's still here, and we don't know if he's going to – he's not going to practice. And I don't know why Jimmy Garoppolo just hasn't walked in and said, why don't you cut me right now? And I guess he doesn't want to because if they cut him, he's getting no money this year as opposed to saying, trade me for a seventh rounder and still give me my $25 million?
5: Yeah. Is that where, like, it maybe comes in? And that Garoppolo said, look, I'll stay as a backup if you don't cut me so he can get his money, is, which would be – He's not going to get it, though. Like that, it's crazy. But I guess they're – what are they, trying to, like, massage
3: it? Like, hey, they don't know any better. Uh, we'll make a roster week one, and then they, everything's guaranteed full. Let's just stay and be the good soldier here. Is that what he's doing? As opposed to saying, cut me yeah. so I can get on a team. Because let me tell you something right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is cut in February. He's on a football team right now trying to continue sure. his NFL career.
5: 100 percent so then but here's what I'm trying to figure out right is it almost a thing where for the Niners right if they trade Garoppolo they hope to get something back kind of saves face for all involved is Garoppolo saying to them listen if you cut me it doesn't matter what opportunities are out there I will not consider coming back to where he said listen if If you agree to not cut me, I won't be a problem. Trey Lance is the guy, I'll I'll do everything I can because I'm gonna still get my money. And then the Niners say to themselves, you know what, we we want a formidable backup just in case this doesn't work. Do you get kind of what I'm getting at there? Is there a world where the two sides have agreed like, okay, I'll stay and be the backup, but just don't cut me so I can keep my money. And the Niners are like, you know what, whatever, we want a good backup in town.
3: Never. $25 bucks on your bench against your salary cap, never would happen in a million years. Like, they've already moved on, which means, like, ooh, we're going to get some, you know, uh, salary cap relief. I don't know what they're waiting on at this point now because it's, it still seems like they're onto this saying, let's just keep them because theoretically, right, nobody gets paid in the offseason. Game one, your checks start rolling in. So are they under the guise where they're saying, you know what, we have you under contract. You sign this contract. We're going to play this out. And if nobody gets injured and nobody wants you a day before the season, we're going to cut you outright. And that's how you're going to do Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what it sounds like because you're right. There should be something in place where it almost says, like, hey, look, if we can't trade you, we'll keep you. You've been a good soldier here. We'll pay you 20 But that's not the way the NFL works. Like This isn't like we'll pay you $6 million and, ooh, that's going to hurt. This is $25 million that is going to be paid and fully guaranteed once you make a roster as a vested veteran after week one. So if you're on that opening day roster, that's your money regardless if they cut you or not. I doubt they're going to do that and say, hey, take $25 million. You've been good when the owner goes, now, hold on. I press one button here, and I save myself $25 million bucks. Yeah, we're doing that.
5: Well, this is kind of the confusion for me, right? Because if, like, if Garoppolo just says, cut me, will they do it? Like, is Garoppolo? It's the right thing to, to, to do. do. But is Garoppolo being too short-sighted, Donnie, and saying to himself, look, man, maybe they'll just pay me when they're not going to? It, it, it is to be honest with you, uh, very pathetic that you and I in February could tell people it would make more sense to cut this guy than trade a first-rounder, and here we are. I mean, they can't get a third fourth-rounder. <laughs> because here is the thing that I'm continually trying. There was a random tweet. I told you this on the TV side of things. We can have a little more flexibility on radio. About 3,400,000 followers did have a checkmark. Atlanta Falcons beat reporter, okay? Falcons are one of number six teams involved in Garoppolo. Now, I'm not taking a shot at the guy, but I've seen nobody else say anything of the nature. We know sometimes guys on, you know, the deep end of Twitter can say a little bit more. They're not held to a Schefter, Rappaport, Pelissaro standard, so it's fine. But, Donnie, I remember I saw him I said, five to six teams? I can't name one, including the Atlanta Falcons. They don't make any sense. It's getting to the point where Seattle doesn't even make sense anymore. I'd rather just give Drew Locke the year, I think. If my plan is to be bad, I'd rather... Give Drew Locke the season. So this is kind of the thing. I I want somebody to tell me the Jimmy Garoppolo landing spot. If I cut him tomorrow, who is picking up the phone?
3: Somebody is going to, a, a very good football team would pick up the phone because, again, you would realize you're going to get him for like $2 million for the season to be a viable backup, and he can rehab his career. If you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you're not going to be a backup in like Houston. It doesn't make any sense. You're actually going for the second part of your career, a while Mitchell Trubisky, which happened much sooner. Let me go to a really good football team, be a backup with no pressure. Uh, word around the league will be like, I'm a good soldier back here, and I look really good, and I'm healthy, almost using it like a buy year just to get that shoulder and thumb right again and then be in the market because everybody's looking for starting quarterbacks. But if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I can't be that naive. Like, oh, keep me around to get paid. And nobody around the NFL is trading you a seventh-round pick because if they do that, that means you absorb that contract when everybody knows he's getting cut and you can get it for $2 million as opposed to $25 million. But sooner or later, we're going to get some lasting impact and laughs out of where Jimmy Garoppolo ends up after he's cut. Come on back with us, Radio Moneyline, it's Tuesday afternoon.
2: SportsGrid.com Betting Insights and Entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no that's a good thing. Uh,
1: 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
6: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Back at it
3: here on Moneyline, Tuesday afternoon, cruising through hour number two. If you want to get involved, 844-843-6879. Some food talk, some Dinger Tuesday talk, some NFL news popping in here, and certainly with Jimmy Garoppolo, where he ends up, and some of the beat writers finally coming around to it, Kevin. Hey, look, doesn't look like Jimmy Garoppolo has much leverage here. Yeah,
5: think? No, I mean, come on now. We, we've, we've gone over this countless times, but I, I want to g- kind of press you here a little bit, Right. You, you said, and I think a lot of people would agree with you, and maybe I ultimately do as well, we'll find out in time, that you feel like there are plenty of teams that would call them and let him come be a high-level yes. backup for them, right? Mm-hmm. Give me some teams that you think are making that move and making that phone call. I want to see who their backup is. I don't know every backup. And yeah, G- exactly. I don't that opinion.
3: Yeah, well, let's go right to the, uh, let's just say the source, right? Last year, Buffalo Bills. Obviously, they have Josh yep. Allen on their roster, right? So, I'm bringing up their roster right now. Mitchell Trubisky signs with the Steelers to be a starting quarterback. at some decent money here. They have Case Keenum as their backup. Matt Barkley, you know, you can get an instant upgrade there. But are you willing to let go of Matt Barkley, per se? Is that too damaging there? Like, oh, no, no. Matt Barkley's good for the locker room. Now, he's, the guy's not a good football player. So, if you are the Buffalo Bills and you have aspirations of winning a championship, let me ask you this. Spot start. Josh Allen goes down. Oh, I can't play against the Dolphins. You'd rather have old Case Keenum, Matt Barkley, or would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo in there? For me, I'd still rather have Jimmy Garoppolo in there.
5: I'd rather have Garoppolo. Barkley's irrelevant here. Keenum's definitely ahead of him on the depth chart. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have Garoppolo, obviously. But I don't think they're going to move off of Case Keenum to bring in Barkley. I don't think so, at least. Now, look, they can cut you know, Keenum right away. That's a move, though, in my opinion. Like, I just, I feel like they just brought Keenum but in. But you don't have to, though. You get three quarterbacks. Uh, you know what so I mean? You're going to slot Keenum down one?
3: No, not even Slot Keenan Keenan could still be the backup. Like, Jimmy's just in the building at this point, on the roster, learning the offense, getting his reps, rehabbing, and if something goes wrong, he's there. He doesn't have to be active on game day. Like, if Josh Allen goes down, like, you would still bring Keenum in, but then at least you would have two legitimate quarterbacks the next week to say, okay, we might be able to transition over to Garoppolo. That's the only way I look at it there. Like, a disaster scenario, third quarterback, $2 million contract
5: doesn't hurt. I'm trying to see, because for me, Donnie, Keenum has – Keenum's a classic backup quarterback, right? That's a guy that we think is going to be in the league until he's like 41, doing nothing, right? Like, that's, I don't think the Bills, look at their quarterback depth chart and think we need Garoppolo. Now, and I don't even want to open the Pandora's box of, does Garoppolo want to go to a place where he has a 0% chance to take the job over? But I, for me, Buffalo doesn't seem like an obvious fit because I feel like they're fine with Keenum in the building. And I'll tell you this right now, look, the Chiefs are going to roll with Chad Henning. I would think so, at least. They continually have rolled with Chad Henny. Like, do you think the Chiefs would move off of Henny to bring in Garoppolo?
3: I, I don't think so, no. But can you have him as your third in the building? Because you also have to I, look at this as a, tra- as, a trade, as a trade chip piece, though. Because you have to understand something. If Jimmy Garoppolo, you got him as your third-string quarterback and doesn't play. He's a free agent at the end of the year and signs with somebody else. You get, like, a third-round draft pick for the guy. Like, if he signs, like, a $10 million one-year deal, you're getting draft picks for that guy. Like, that, it's not so much as you're just bringing Jimmy in, he's going to start games. Like, he can actually add work. It's what the Eagles always used to try to do. Get a quarterback in here, flip him for something down the road when he becomes a free agent. They always look to do that. Like, even the the right to talk to the guy, right? Oh, give me a fifth-rounder. Hey, look, we just signed him. We got good quality backup play, even though we didn't use him, but we got compensatory picks at the end of the season. Awesome. Loves it.
5: Mm. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm um... – I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant that this is going to be where they bring these guys, these guys in as a third string because I guess then I, we might as well get to it. Do you think if Garoppolo was called by Buffalo or Kansas City, he's taking that job? Yes, I think he would be, because I think he's smart enough to understand
3: he's not fighting for a starting job this year. What puts you in the best possible position the following year? Because let's just say that he goes to Seattle, Kevin, or he goes to Houston. Two bad football teams. They go 4-13. and Ah, <laughs> yeah. It was all Shanahan. It wasn't him. He can't put himself in that spot. Do you think he's going to play his way into like a playoff scenario in Seattle or Houston, which is like the legitimate spots where maybe he could actually start? I don't think so. Like, that's, that's what I look at because you want to be out of the limelight. Oh, yeah, remember Jimmy Gray? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Putting his work up in Buffalo or Kansas City or wherever, now he's ready to be a starter. He's every bit as good as a Mitchell Trubisky trying to find a job next year.
5: The, the thing is, and maybe people think that that's going to be a, a way to go about this, right? You'll find a job after just being a backup, and, and obviously that you know, worked to, I guess, a good enough degree for a Mitchell Trubisky. But Trubisky, we didn't look at it as a guy that had any other choice. You know, you gotta, and you don't know this, obviously. Garoppolo mm-hmm. entered this thing like, I hope they trade me to a contender. Like, Garoppolo was someone who thought that he'd have the pick of the litter almost, right? Like, look, I'm the apple of everybody's eye. Everybody wants <laughs> yes. me. You gotta understand, too, okay? Hey, <laughs> that Washington traded for Carson Wentz, and the Colts traded for Matt Ryan. It is not a scenario where Garoppolo is without a home because everybody just signed free agents, Donnie. There were other teams that made other moves. Now, maybe that's the contract. I'm sure it has something to do with it. Maybe the Niners were being just completely ridiculous in their asking price. But nevertheless, these teams, Donnie, if they thought Garoppolo was that guy, he could be in their building. And they passed up on him. So... This is a guy that I don't know if he really is is super or kind of aware of his standing within the NFL. I almost wonder if that's still why he's in San Francisco.
3: Yeah, or, or maybe he was listening to certain insiders that said, Hey, Jimmy, you ain't got to wear it in season. I mean, I, I, like, I'm like i on the horn with other yeah. GMs, and you are wanting. I mean, you're talking about you're the first quarterback off the board for many organizations, so just rehab, and by June, you'll be traded for a number one to another organization. So maybe he's getting that bad advice at this point. And quite frankly, I mean, Garoppolo's made more money where he can just sit back, relax, and retire and doesn't have to play again. But that's certainly not what he's looking to do. He wants to extend yeah. it. So the other team out there, too, that you're looking at – is like an even a, a a fit that probably feels likely? New England Patriots, right now. Granted, they don't want to put any like pressure on Mac Jones. back up Brian Hor, who they love, and also like just another slingshot here at the Patriots. The fact that Bill, belichick I don't really root for the Patriots. Didn't really love them under Tom Brady, but I was like, man, it's a really good football team. Great organization. Bill Belichick's maybe the best coach of all time, any sport at this point. As you watch him, you know into his later years now. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think I've found a team now where I root for harder against than the Patriots. I should have been doing this, Kevin, back in the day with Brady and when they were really good and cheating the Eagles out of Super Bowl championships by mm-hmm. knowing exactly what play you had call and taping everything out here. But the fact of the matter is that he's not going to name an offensive or defensive coordinator. What I, I hope they get under 500 and get blasted in that division. Like, I understand you are the czar of football. I, I get it. You know more than everybody else but you've got to be kidding me Where you come out of the press conference talk about you're not big on titles when you had an offensive and defensive coordinator for 20 years with the Patriots but this year you're not worried about who's actually coaching what. Is it because yeah, you don't want to say hey look our offensive coordinator is Joe Judge boy that guy stinks or oh Matt Patricia's back yeah he's our
5: offense." wait wait a second Bill he's your D coordinator he's your offensive coordinator boy you lost your mind is that what he's doing? I, I don't know I, I don't know it, it feels like the whole thing's a charade I mean let's not forget you and I apparently were the only two people on earth that watched that Monday Night Football disgrace and realized <laughs> it was a disgrace and not a good long-term outlook for the New England Patriots that well, I, I mean look I saw one tweet said that this is the you know this game is why I'll show, I yes. will show to my kids to explain why this guy is the best coach of all time I'm like your kids won't understand a thing then if that's the way <laughs> you're going to go about it because that makes no sense there whatsoever it never made sense in real time. So I understand your frustration there. Let me bring this up with a couple minutes left in this segment because then I'm assuming we'll get to baseball, whatever it is. (sighs) There is one team that is crazy enough to bring Garoppolo in and randomly let him compete with their quarterback, and you know who it is. They do have a backup in town. You love him. He's not going to start. They could cut him for Mm. nothing if they needed to. Is there a world this crazy Philadelphia Eagle football team brings Garoppolo in? If they if he's cut out right and he can come in for, for nothing,
3: if Garoppolo comes to Philadelphia, I'd want him to be a starter. How about that?
5: Come on, no week one. See week one. The thing, like, no, I hate that and I don't. But I'll tell you this: you, you brought it me. up. Let's go. I know yeah. I did. If they bring Garoppolo in, Jalen Hurts gets the ball week one, right? I think that game is the Detroit Lions. I think week two is the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. If they're 0-2, I'm, I'll bet you Garoppolo <sighs> starts with three.
3: Oh, my goodness.
5: Right? Now, that, that,
3: I'd like, then you just, it's, it's kind of wild because you, you set your whole franchise up, not really sure on Jalen Hurts, and they say all the right things sort of. But you are you never really think about the doomsday scenario where this team's put together to win. Not, when I say win now, it's not Super Bowl win now. It's like, hey, we gave you a team that should be in the playoffs. And if we don't make yes. the playoffs, that's a real big disappointment. And they're 0-2 talking like, hey, you know what? Maybe Hurts isn't that guy, and the wheels start to turn, and you got your draft picks already looking for next year. thats it. I've even thought about that disaster scenario, which I hope doesn't come up. I don't think it comes up because I think they'll be pretty good. But you're right like because you're talking about a team that's – used to be a death nail where you can't make the playoffs, but obviously you have an extra playoff team now. You can still resurrect your season at 0-2 if the quarterback play gets right. Boy, that would be interesting if Jalen Hurts is sort of thrust aside for a Minshew and or a Jimmy Garoppolo to save the season.
5: see, I don't think Minshew has the cachet to do anything too drastic. Garoppolo somewhat does. You, I mean, you know, you're 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 there, you know, even more in the weeds than mm-hmm. I am. Philly Radio, I mean, they lose to Detroit week one. They, I mean, they'll be calling in it like if they do halftime calling shows on the last time Garoppolo to get to the field, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just the way things work in Philadelphia. But the thing is, to me, Minshew, that doesn't have any legs. I, mean, I could understand the idea that people start calling for Garoppolo. The Eagles are crazy enough to do it. I actually think that. Oh, man, football season is here. Can't wait for it. One more
3: segment to go with a long segment. Let's get the baseball. Let's talk some baseball. Come on back with us.
2: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 seven. As our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more want the edge. Then get on the grid SportsGrid.com.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh,
1: 21 plus only. Must be President of Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for
6: drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
7: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
6: ba 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 ba
3: Yes, you are listening to Moneyline. 844-843-6879. If you want to get involved. Over this final, long segment here. Having some fun on a Tuesday afternoon. It is Dinger Tuesday, which you guys know. I'll come up with that heat a little bit later. Put out a nice list on where we can cash in. But Major League Baseball is underway right now. And how about this? The Chicago Cubs with a 3 to nothing lead over the Pittsburgh Pirates after one inning. And the most interesting thing that happened besides the three runs is Wilson Contreras. Came up to the plate to a loud standing ovation as this might be the last time he plays in front of a crowd at Wrigley Field. Because they're due to go on a extended road trip right up until the deadline of next Tuesday. And maybe he's not on that team. So, Juan Soto's up in the air. We have one full week to go. And that was my topic today on Listen Up What's going to happen over the next week? He's one of those big guys. But outside of Soto, and that's kind of crazy I say this, like outside of Soto, who's a monster superstar, it doesn't feel like we have a ton of juice at the deadline. So I'm hoping for some surprises. You know, the Yankees go out and make something happen. The Astros, the Dodgers, who gets Soto, Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. There's some juice, but I would have wished you would have had like, you know, four or five big bangers could have been on the move.
5: So we can talk about a couple other names, but let, let's stick with Contreras for a minute here. I, I'd argue to you an all-star catcher is a big deal because we know that obviously the catcher position from an offensive perspective is the worst you know the sport has to offer, right? The Yankees were early season a clear fit, and then Jose Trevino made an all-star team. They don't make I'm crazy. Sense. The Dodgers have Will Smith, who might be better than Contreras. They don't make sense. The next team on the list is the Astros. But I think they, like, love Martin Maldonado. Do you see – I don't – Houston doesn't jump off the page. They do. you?
3: They love him. They love Martin Maldonado. Talking about a guy that can't hit a lick, but I guess he handles the bench. Maybe there's something to be said by that. They're a great under team because their starting staff and their, you know, bullpen is incredible, and maybe they say, hey, the catcher is a big reason because all of these guys are comfortable throwing to Martin Maldonado.
5: Do the the Mets jump off the page? I mean, the Mets got, like, seven – you know, five-star, if you will, prospects, it feels like, at the catcher.
3: Position. Yeah, they whiffed on McCann, so they paid McCann yeah. big money, which is the, the funny part about this whole thing is you never would have thought the Mets would have gone cheap, and they did for one time under Cohen, where JT Riomuto was out there and easily to be had for the mm-hmm. Mets, and they went and said, we don't want to get into like a bidding war. We'll just go McCann. It'll be just as fine. Now, yeah. JT's not having a great season, but if you were put JT Riomuto on that team, how good a defensive catcher he is, and if he was just healthy, mm-hmm. it's a massive upgrade because I think they're waiting for McCann just to go away at this point, it feels like. Right.
5: But so, and that's the thing to me. So here, so like, maybe the match makes sense. Who, Who's, uh, his brother catches for Atlanta? Is his brother a catcher?
3: No, I think he's like a second is baseman, right? Oh, okay. okay. So what is he? Does, yeah. who's,
5: who's catching for Oh, Darno, They're not really in the mix. I'm kind of like going down the World Series. I'd like Alejandro Kirk is with the Blue Jays there. Like, I don't, yeah. There isn't a team that jumps off the page for Contreras. And that's tough for Chicago. This guy's an unrestricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. He's, you expect him to leave town. They don't, you know. We talked about this yesterday. They're not paying guys. But you don't got much of a bidding war at the top here, really, do you?
3: Yeah, like it's not going to the Phillies to hype them up. And you're like the Braves, you know, reason. It doesn't seem like one of those moves like the Rays would make, right? Where it's like, hey, we have a guy that we're not mm-hmm. going to sign. Let's flip a really good prospect over and get three months out of the season. That's not a very, you know, tight move there. The Red Sox, I don't know. We're just going over teams like the Padres maybe out west. They're always in the hunt for a couple things. Yeah. I mean, there's places that. There's places where a catcher, you know, a good catcher certainly would help out. But it's, you're right. There's not like that perfect fit where you know where he's going to go. Like the Yankees need a catcher, right? They're going to get him. It doesn't seem like that's going to be possible.
5: And that's the thing that. That was the Yankees. Because remember, I mean, it was Higashioka who was supposed to be their starter. If that was the case, the, the Yankees might have already traded for Contreras, to be honest with you, right? Kind of like, why waste time? You know we're the fit, and you, you've yes. got the guy. And then Trevino makes an all-star team. It's a, it's a, it's a useless move if you're the Yankees. It's a bad uh, use of resources there. Now, guys outside of Soto, right? Obviously, we know. We just talked Contreras, Castillo, Paul Blackburn. I know we don't do trade requests in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. How is that guy staying there? They're terrible. You made an They're all-star Montas. team, and they. I mean, yeah, Montas is. is but I feel like. A, Why is Paul Blackburn, like, not leading the list? Like, is there a chance that they hold on to Blackburn? Isn't that, like, the perfect guy for Oakland to try and cash in on? Maybe a flash in the pan, sell high type of situation?
3: Yeah, flipping for, like, a decent prospect or two because they're going – they don't want to win games, apparently. They don't want any fans. They don't want any wins in the win column here, so they were probably disappointed last night beating the Astros. But it does feel like one of those where you're not all in as an organization – but you say, you know what, let's give a little bit of help. here. are Blackburn as like a number three starter. That can help out another team around the league. And you're right. What's the point of Oakland keeping anybody at this point? That roster stinks up and down in a complete rebuild. Now, the funny thing is going to be, the Oakland Athletics – once they get out of Oakland, they just rip off the purse strings. Like, man, we've been saving for 20 years. Now we're just going to fly into it. It just feels like Oakland is one of those teams that will be like, give us a new stadium in Oakland. Got it? Yep, same thing that's worked for us in the past, money like it, it just doesn't feel like Oakland's going to be spending with the San Francisco Giants across the uh, bridge, per se.
5: But there's a chance, and I, and I guess the other potential thing is, if they do good enough for themselves on these trades – They should have prospects, right? Like, if you think about it, so they sent out Chapman, Mania, Olsen, and then you're going to have likely Montas follow suit here, right? Which are four legitimate names to be moved on from. They should have some level of prospect to show for that kind of dealing, Donnie, right? That they can at least get in the mix on, you know, trade maneuvers down the the road there. Like, that would uh, at least be the dream scenario. The, The more I try and think, though, about, you know, other guys that potentially make the list if boston sells xander bogarts is on the list where do we think where where does xander fit right would they trade him to the yankees isaiah conor falefa is not changing anybody's world i know the yanks got bulky in the farm system i don't think they'd ever want to do business there but could you see the red Sox doing it i don't think so right a bogarts trade probably not
3: Probably not. And I don't know if the Yankees would. And what is it? Hey, we'll give you Bogarts, and then we're just going to steal, you know, judge in the offseason and overpay for him to get it. It doesn't seem like that would make sense. But it's one of those moves that you would say to yourself, like, it's such a Dodgers move. But how many more Dodgers spots can can you open up in the lineup? That's what, exactly. Like, that's the move, like, oh, does he go to the Dodgers? Or does he go to, like, the Atlanta Braves, where they would, like, be one of those teams, like, you know what? Let's go all in. We got prospects. We can make this thing happen. That would make some sense. And he's probably not coming. The Phillies have a huge hole with shortstop and second base at this point. But I don't know if they have the pieces in their farm system to go after and get a Xander Bogarts. But a a player like that can fit in just about everywhere, right?
5: Let me tell you, though, he lands on that Phillies team. And you're, and you're doing, what, you go, Schwarber, Harper, Xander, Castellanos, trying to get that extra bat now. Then you, Hoskins, Riamuto. I mean, that's the – see, like, that's the kind of team, though, right, just on the cusp trying to push themselves over the edge that yes. feel like a, a Xander Bogarts is a needle mover. I know the Mets will be in on J.D. Martinez uh, because mainly – Everybody in New York has been trying to get the Red Sox to trade J.D. Martinez to the Mets since they lost, you know, the first couple of games of the season in Boston. That maybe makes some sense there, a, a Mets trying to add a bat like a J.D. I think the more we talk about it, if Boston comes in as real sellers, Xander, J.D., evaldi right? Mm-hmm. That really ups the market then big time. It
3: floods it with some more talent out here that we know are going to be available. And also, talking about the Phillies, there's a lot of chatter this offseason coming up that the Phillies are really going to be targeting Trey Turner. Well, how much if you just said, all right, let's target Bogarts here at the trade deadline. If he's available, then you have your shortstop. Because if you're going to take Xander Bogarts or Trey Turner, I don't think there's a, a losing proposition there. So maybe you could get him. Who's playing second for the Dodgers then?
5: Because... If, Let's see
3: the line. Let's see.
5: If, if Trey Turner's going to – you know how – this is what they do, right? They had Seager. They knew he was mm-hmm. leaving, so they trade for Trey Turner. If they're worried about Trey Turner leaving, they really might just come in and take Xander Bogarts. That's and they be like, all right, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: We'll deal with and it. Like, we'll and exactly. they'll in let this Trey year. play
5: second. A hundred percent. They'll have Trey play incredible. second. They'll leave Xander. They'll put Xander at short. And then if Trey does leave for Philly or wherever – They'll just sign Xander Bogarts, and be, it'll be like nothing ever happened.
3: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's funny because the joke was that there's nowhere to put the guy, and it's like, ah, oh, the Dodgers, they'll make something happen. Uh, they'll, they'll flip be- Bellinger's not working out because now look at, look at Bellinger. He's in the 8-hole yesterday, anticipated to be in the 9-hole today. They're giving that guy – the one thing I do like about the Dodgers, you know they have prospects behind them, but it's almost like they're not giving up on Bellinger, even though it looks like you probably should at this point. And quite frankly – When Bellinger was, I mean, launching ball after ball into the seats, and, like, the Dodgers just find MVPs every year out of nowhere. It's almost good to see, like, man, what happens if Bellinger was that good? Like, what type of team do they have? Like, Bellinger's in that four-hole hitting 50 bombs this year. Like, what?
5: Yeah, I I mean, but – and that's the thing, right? Like, Cody Bellinger, we've always talked about the fact that that team lost a guy that was MVP level, and it's really – and they didn't lose him. Like, but he was MVP level for two years. He's their eight-hitter. It <laughs> makes no difference. Like, no. once every three weeks, he hits, like, a huge home run to help win him a game. And it's like, that's all we've ever needed out of him. And it's enough. And, you know, the job uh, gets done there. But Bogarts feels like such a such a big name. I mean, the problem is, you look around baseball. There are so many teams that do just feel in the mix and competing that – and this was kind of a product of that expanded playoff format – You don't have as many sellers, potentially, right? Like, we talked about it with Baltimore. That'd be a real shame for their fan base if they did move on from Trey Mancini, Chris Mullins, and, you know, Jorge Lopez, whatever it might be. Because that team's playing good baseball. They really could make the playoffs, Nani.
3: I mean, they can, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like the smart business move for them to be like, okay, we're going to sell a little bit more to really stack the deck for the next couple of years and maybe open up the purse strings. But it wouldn't surprise me if they went out and made some minor moves. Like, again, adding to your pitching staff, like a Paul Blackburn saying, you know, it's not going to cost us that much. And sort of gives us a little bit of bump and solidifies that rotation. That does make some sense in that that instinct here. But I want to see where they go because I'm interested to see what does happen with the Boston Red Sox. It's almost like if you are a baseball fan or a fan of another team that could use a little bit of help, he's just rooting against the Red Sox over like the next five to six days. Like they gotta sell now. They lost another four out of five. And maybe that pushes them over because the only signal that the Red Sox have sent up is they will not trade Raphael Devers. Not picking up the phone, not answering the phones, and rightfully so. Like, why would they trade a Raphael Devers? supposed to be the cornerstone of your franchise. You're a big money, big market city team. You're not supposed to trade those away, but we've seen it before in Boston with Mookie Betts. Well, like, Mookie Betts in center field right now for a ball. Like, why isn't he there? Because you got Verdugo? Like, how's that working out?
5: I— like, the funny thing is, is I, I, I think Verdugo is a good ball player. It, you're never going – the problem is you're not going to be Mookie Betts because then you have to be a top-five player in the sport. That's, that's largely what Mookie Betts is when he's, when he's out there, right? That's kind of the problem with it. And you're so right. I mean, imagine if Mookie was, was batting leadoff for this outrageous, you know, Devers-Zander. They, the thing is, they had their core. Imagine they traded Xander. Like, you, you Red Sox fans just jump ship and be like, All right, you know what? We're Dodger fans. Like, enough's yeah. enough. Uh, I'm not doing this anymore.
3: Yes. And the only thing I could think of is, again, the, the Cubs perspective. No matter what happens in Boston, we sell out. So the ownership group finally gets smart on, well, we want a couple of titles. Why don't we just pack it in for five years and sign nobody and just make bank? And you know who likes that? The New York Yankees go, well, hold on now. We're going to have an arms race with Boston over here. This could work out for both of us. And Cashman starts talking about Jason Dominguez and why that's the smart move as opposed to trading him for Juan Soto at the end of the year going, hey, you know what? We got the best years out of Judge. We just couldn't afford him when it was all said and done. And now he's a Dodger. Incredible here. Final segment coming up. And, yes, JP is going to give out another winning play. Let's go. Come on back with us right here Back out of here, final segment of the day for Tuesday, right here on Moneyline, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the grid. Time to give out some picks. Got three of them today. All overs yesterday. Things didn't go my way for the majority of the nightcap here because the Guardians got one run in the rain up in Boston, and I don't know how the Dodgers scored only one run yesterday as well. That's going to change tonight. Texas and Seattle, I took them over eight. FanDuel Sportsbook here at a minus-108 price. The San Francisco Giants team total over 4.5 at a minus-120. And the Cincinnati Reds team total earlier start today, 3.5 alt-line at a minus-135 price. So I'm invested in also Dinger Tuesday. I will have Dinger picks out a little bit later today, so certainly stay tuned for that. JP, even though we didn't get you to the first segment again today, where are we going tonight? Maybe this is
5: good luck doing it this way. Yeah, let's keep doing it this way till it fails. I'm going with the Rays, um, Orioles under, under 7.5. like half. that.
3: A smart move. Mm, K-Dub, smart move. McClanahan, Watkins. Watkins with a 1 ERA. A 1 ERA over the past 60 days. That's impressive. So, K-Dub, where are you going today? What do we got? Yeah,
5: so, yeah, look, busier day, a little backlogged here. I haven't been able to put the final touches on this. You obviously know. You follow me over on Twitter. I'll have everything set for you. But I don't want to leave you with nothing. Here's what I can tell you. There were two things that for sure checked the projection file. I got to do a little bit more on it. It would be the McClanahan under, Mitch White over. Both plus money. One of those deals where, hey, if I split it, you're good to go. That'll be something I'm looking at. Let me sneak this in quickly to you, though, Donnie. Another boost mm-hmm. on the Yanks uh, Mets game. Judge, LeMayhew, Lindor each to get a hit plus 250. Ah, Subway
3: series time. And also, now is anything else going to come up here? Let me just see here. That one odds boost. My surprise. We have the Aaron Judge, DJ LeMayhew, and Francisco Lindor each to get one hit, the plus 250 price. So, you got that? Judge Alonzo, plus 150. Also, big news if you weren't here earlier. Joe Burrow undergoing surgery to have an appendix removed. Only a couple days he's expected to miss here, but better late than never here. Get that out of the way for Joe Burrow. Big money quarterback next season for the Bengals. Thanks again for tuning in here to Moneyline. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing.